Dan. Yes. Dan? Where are you, Dan? I completely forgot we were doing this. If I'm, if I'm honest, that's Dan. not that's not like you, Dan. It's podcast day, Dan. Yeah, no, I, I get that now. Dan, why aren't you here? Um, well, because basically Birmingham's a shithole. I'm beginning to doubt your uh, uh... commitment. Yes. Sanity. Yes. Pontio. What's that? Something to do with hair, I think. What's on we? Sort of um, not. It's a sort of boredom. boredom, lack of interest. All right, yeah, I've got on weird. Cool. Yeah, it's French boredom, basically. All right, well, that's the it's worst. a lot more stylish than normal boredom. It's the worst kind. Mm. Also, very it's kind rude. of associated with black coffee and cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, I think that's quite a good start. Should we just should we just go and say that was the start of the podcast? That sounds good. Cool. So, do you have any other French things? Um. I had to do a French accent uh, recently because I was reading Beauty and the Beast to Izzy and I had to talk like the candlestick, so I did a wicked French accent. Did she approve? No, she she didn't give a shit. Well, that's a bit rubbish. Fucking ingrate I've raised. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's your own parenting skills that are the problem there, really. That's probably true. Hang on, you've got beer? Yes. Why haven't you got beer? Well, because I just got your text and I was sitting at my desk. Hang on, hang on. Um, Should we pause this and you can go and get a beer? Yeah. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom. Welcome to the Two Star Podcast. Right, are you are you prepared, Dan? Do you now have adequate sustenance? Well, I've got some beer, if that's what you mean. That was what I meant. Shall I use shorter words in future? It's probably for the best. You, you know what I'm like. Okay. Right, shall we begin? Okay. So, yeah, Frenchness. Oh, Will you just wait? I'm trying to do an introduction here. You're so unprofessional. I'm leaving all this in. You should. Right. Shall we try again? Can you manage well, that? Hey, Dan, we had a curry. Awesome. Was it a nice curry? Yes. yes. What do you have for tea, Dan? Burgers. Really? Burger, at least. Oh, that's quite good. Well done. Yeah, yeah, No, I liked it. A real burger or a fast food burger? No, a real burger. You ponce. What? I like real burgers. Oh, fair enough. Good for you. Right, shall we, shall we try and like do something vaguely introductory now? Well, we could, but you're making it such that interrupting you is much funnier than actually letting you do the introduction. Shut up, Daniel. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Two Star Podcast. That's right, we are not in any way scared of superstition or other stupid things that might lead lesser podcasts to skip episode 13 entirely. We were just scared of episode 9. Yes. Uh, I am joined, as always, by Dan. Yes, I. That would be me. And Graham. Hello. And this week... We have beer. We do have beer. But we have beer most weeks. Well, we do. I don't know whether you do or not. Do you um, not drink while you're recording this, Dan? No. I'm, I'm missing out. This is sad. This explains everything. Really qu- yeah. This explains why you've been so... It really sad. does. But normally I can see Adam sitting there with his ponty glass of wine. Yeah. I don't want to go down that road. But, yeah, I never noticed you had beer. We did consider doing a wine-tasting podcast because there isn't one. That would be quite cool, actually. We'd be awful at it, but it would be fun. He's failed, hasn't he? He's yeah. failed the test. Sorry, Dan. You're off. <laughs> Fine. So, Graham, what it's have you It's almost up? worse to do a beer-tasting podcast. That's just right. weird. You finished? Mm-hmm. All right. Mostly. Cool. Let's go. Graham, <laughs> right, before you were so rudely interrupted by Dan, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, on Sunday morning, I went to B&Q... Oh. And stole some rope, and then I did a poo in Asda. Did you need the rope to achieve 
They're not related. Okay. <laughs> Why did you steal the rope? Because I've discovered a foolproof system for stealing rope from B&Q. Do, please go well, on. Well, the first time I went, I stole two metres of rope. Because, you know, they have rope in spools, and you yes. just measure out how much you want, and you cut it off. So I did that, and I measured out uh, six metres of rope. And then I got to the till, and I said, hello, I'd like to buy some rope, please. And the girl said, how much rope would you like to buy? And I said, there's four metres there. I should check. Right, okay. And then, this week, I um, took the rope to the till, and I had seven metres, but I went to the self-service one, and I couldn't find it on the thing. So a girl came over and pressed the button for me. She said, how many metres is it? And I said, five. And she pressed five, but she was meant to do it in decimals. So I got I paid for 0 0.05 <laughs> metres of rope. Okay. <laughs> I got seven. <coughs> so... Well, I, I'm well up on uh, on being q now. The moral of the story is that being q are not very good at measuring rope. Dan, um, because you're a lawyer, does this count as a consultation? So this is privilege, so I can't be done for that. Nah. Oh. Sorry. It's it's kind of more of a confession, unfortunately. Oh, ooh, no, that, that's the bad one, isn't it? Yeah. Good, confession bad. If I was in any way a competent lawyer, I'd be advising you to shut up right now. But this is funny, and I'm not, so I'm going to tell you to keep going. So, I have to ask a terrible question, Graham. Okay. Are you stealing rope from B&Q because you want to enact bizarre sex scenes from Fifty Shades of Grey? No, I just want the cats to stop scratching the banister. I'm not going to tie the cats up. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm just where this is going. I'm, just gonna, I'm going to wrap the... Um, it's not a banister, it's a balustrade. Yes. But I'm going to wrap the rope around it um, because the cats have taken to scratching that because they think it's a tree. Um, and they've made a right mess of it. So I'm going to wrap the rope around, so if they scratch it, it's basically a scratching post. That's my plan. I see. But the rope I bought before was too thick, because when you're just looking at rope in B&Q, it all looks very thin, and then you get it home, and basically I had like the rope that you would use for mooring a ship, I think. Uh, right. So it was way too thick to go around the thing. So it's a lot less interesting than um, Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's also a lot less based on a really awful book yeah which is a considerable improvement i like to do things that are not based on awful books yes if i where i can yes i've mm. I've, I've read several several terrible reviews of the Fifty shades of gray film already that I'm quite the, the time that we floated down the mississippi on a raft um uh that was loosely based on the adventures of huckleberry finn true but apart from that i've tried to avoid that for everything else i do in life mm. good yeah. advice it's a good way to live so you done anything else apart from theft and poo? Um, no. Dan, what have you been up to? Mostly eating. Yeah, that sounds plausible. Yeah. No, I had uh, leaving to do some work on Friday, and then my sister came home, and we went out for dinner on Saturday, and I ate too much both times. And what have we learned? I like eating quite a lot. Good lesson. Mm, I thought so. Excellent. Well, I I have been I've been shopping this week, um, and I found what I think is is quite a bargain. But I'd I'd like some advice from the two of you, just sort of general feedback. Um, now, as you know, I'm I'm a something of an audiophile. Um, he said audio. All I heard was pedo. That's all you ever hear. Pretty Mostly much. Some random people in the street. But... <laughs> um, so this this is. From a company called AudioQuest, and they they make this this what they call their diamond range of of cables, mm -hmm. and 
Are they made out of actual diamonds? Uh, well, let, let's have a look. So, they're, they're, they have a their basic premise here is that over the past several years, uh, there's been a revolution in the way that people store and distribute their digital media, like you know, music, obviously. Um, mm. And obviously, it's on often on multiple devices in multiple locations. Um, and for audio applications and protocols, audio over Ethernet offers virtues of high speed, low latency, and significant distance capability, which I think means you can have long ones, mm-hmm. um, and extremely low jitter. So who wouldn't want all of those things? So this cable, um, it's 100% perfect surface silver conductors. Right. Um, I don't know what those are, but carry on. They uh, provide unprecedented clarity and dynamic contrast, which obviously is important with your with your audio. Mm. They have solid high-density polythene insulation, um, which uh, absorbs none of the energy that would normally get stored and released later as distortion in your oh, audio. I hate it when the energy gets stored and released as distortion. Exactly. So mm. this, this insulation inclu- ensures critical signal pair geometry, um, which minimises insulation-induced phase distortion. Oh, Jesus, that's the bane of my life in, in mm. something-induced pain distortion. What was it? Absolutely. Um, it has a dielectric bias system, um, and obviously, as you'll that, know... That's a Scientology thing, isn't it? Well, as you'll know, Dan, as an expert in the field, um, all insulation slows down the signal on the conductor inside. Mm, um, and when the insulation's unbiased, it slows down different parts of the sound signal differently. Mm, and that's, that's a very big problem for time-sensitive multi-octave audio. Um, but... <laughs> Their, their dielectric biosystem creates a strong, stable electrostatic field which saturates and polarises the molecules in the insulation, which minimises the energy storage in the insulation and the multiple non-linear time delays that can occur. Um, sound appears from a surprisingly black background with unexpected detail and dynamic contrast. You need to have a, a black background for you do. sound to come I don't understand out. people who think they can just have coloured backgrounds with their audio. It's you can't say coloured anymore. Sorry. I apologize. <laughs> It's a relic of a, a lost time. Um, Back when people accepted crappy audio. And, and, and obviously the, the ends, the, the terminations are precision-made, low-loss, ultra-wide bandwidth connectors with 100% shield coverage and well, strain relief. They'd have to be, wouldn't they? Mm. And as you all know, all audio cables are directional. Oh, yeah. Um, the correct direction is determined by listening to every batch of metal conductors using every AudioQuest audio cable. The arrows are clearly marked on the connectors to ensure superior sound quality. So for the best results, you want to have the arrow pointing in the direction of the flow of music. Mm. Um, so, for example, from your NAS to the router, or from your router to your computer, and then obviously to your speakers. It's unreasonable to expect a digital signal to be synchronous. Well, and I mean, especially mm. over something as you know high quality and expensive as Ethernet cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like mm. the sort of thing you just find lying around. The the upstream of my Ethernet cables is dreadful. Exactly, and yeah. the distortion, the the audio quality is like this. You have to go with the best. Now, there is a slight problem. Um, I say problem. I guess it depends how you define it. Slight disadvantage to the product, which is it's quite expensive. But I'm thinking for the level of quality that's provided, it's probably worthwhile, maybe. Well, what, what would you, uh, or joking aside, what would you say was too much money for an Ethernet cable? If you were buying one that you wanted to be as good quality as possible, what would now, you say is your Bear in mind, limit? this cable, when you, it's 12 metres long, right? So like, that gives you an idea of the length. So what would you say is too much for, for such a high quality, 12 metre long, sophisticated audio cable? 
Well, I like a luxury purchase in my life. But I'd be going out there if I was going to pay more than 30 quid for it. We're going to have to yeah. do some work here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have I quoted over? How, how would you feel about $10,000? <laughs> Brilliant. But. 10000 Hear us out. It is actually made of diamonds, isn't it? That is less than $1,000 a metre. Yeah. So you'd be stupid not to buy that. Well, yes. So that's the big question. Do you think that I should should splash out? And, and I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't want my audio sounding shit. And right now, it's just going over ordinary Cat 5e. And well, it's probably my cable. Well, at least probably, Cat 10, surely. The, the cables probably aren't even plugged in in the right direction. Mm. Because uh, the ones that I've bought don't, don't have arrows on them. Yeah, I can see a problem. For ten thousand dollars, I will draw some arrows on your cables. Well, I mean that was. I'll, I'll do it for nine, like, frankly. Damn it! He's... Oh, there's a bidding war going oh. on. Yeah, the thing is though, that includes driving up to Birmingham and doing it. Yeah, gradually the advantage of being here, I can I, get it done right I am now. Here, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just have to absorb those costs into my offer. Eight, eight is my. I can't go any lower than that. It's just not even worth my time to do it for less than eight. Six. No, I'm out. I, I can't afford to be. You know, I'm, I'm doing it for no profit already. If I'm doing it for eight, you drive a hard bargain. I'm going to have to go with Dan's offer. I mean, fair like, enough. I can't, yes, I can't you know, when he bodges it and you want me to come back and draw the arrows the right way round, it's still going to be another eight. That's all I'm saying. Well, I understand that. I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah. Um, you buy cheap, you buy twice. Well, this is true. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a hard lesson to learn. But well, well, I offer you a complete money back guarantee if I'm unsatisfied with the work. These fucking Polish people like Dad coming over and undercutting me. You people are mm. right. Excellent. So anyway, I, I I appreciate your your offer, Dan, and I will take you up on that. And I can I can Excellent. save myself considerable money on you know what is clearly a very high quality product, but possibly I feel just only slightly overpriced for you know obviously the sort of service that you can offer. Well, as I say, I'm doing it at very low rates. It is basically a steal. I'm cutting my own throat. So, and who makes this cable? Uh, it's a company called AudioQuest. So it's not The Onion. No, no this is <laughs> this is a this real, is, this is a real thing. thing. Right. I wonder if they've ever actually sold any. Yes, no question. Mm. There are there are plenty of people out there who are I don't want to say stupid enough, but I mean I stupid enough to pay ten thousand dollars for Gullible, maybe. I think. Yeah. Or, for to not give a, a network cable that they could literally get for a couple of quid. Do you reckon we could get sponsored for it by them? It's worth a try. Mm. I'll get um, Debbie and Sales to give them a call. Excellent. Okay, cool. So that's 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 me done because that's all my money. Got yeah, obviously. I, I can't. That's my my expenditure for the year, pretty much. Um, so don't worry. I. Sure, you can sell a kidney somewhere and get another, get some for your other speaker. I don't think my kidneys are worth that much. I don't know actually. What is the current going rate for a kidney on the back market? I don't know. I, I think in Iran it's about two thousand dollars. That's the piss off. I can't, I can't giving up a kidney for two thousand dollars. But if you nick someone's kidney, I wouldn't even know where to begin going to sell that. No, door, to door, obviously. Yeah, it's kind of a time-sensitive sale, though. I mean, a butcher is pretty obvious, but I don't think you get good markup on a, no. on a from a butcher because they would just cook it and eat well, or sell it to someone to cook and eat. You want to? Why do people steal kidneys? Just to sell for, trafficking? Yeah, is that what it's it is? for people who want kidneys? Who the fuck wants kidneys? Well, who people... can't just go to a doctor and get a kidney? Well, presumably people who live in countries where 
it's either hard to get hold of it or like they don't have to go on a waiting list mm. or it's really, really expensive. I think if you're going to use the kidney yourself, then, you know, fair enough, really. If you're going to take someone's kidney out and leave them in a bathtub of ice, but if you need a kidney and then you've got a doctor who can do it, I think no judge in the land would convict you of that. That's all, that's all fair game. But mm. selling it to people, like if I needed a kidney, I wouldn't even know where to go to buy a kidney, let alone sell one that I'd stolen from somebody. I no. presume this is one where you've got to know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, you, you probably have to like be in with the organ trafficking rings. Yeah. But how do you get to a point where you need a kidney that you make that first contact? Well, I guess like it would be one of those things where like you, you, you would be in a place where you wouldn't normally have access to it. So you probably already know like a, a doctor that does like, you know, cheap on the uh, side yeah. surgeries and stuff to you know for people who can't afford it to do it properly. And then he'd know someone who knows somebody who supplies organs and And that's basically how the entire American health system works. Pretty much, yeah. But with mm. with pharmaceuticals instead of black market organs. I'm pretty sure it does actually also involve black market organs. There's more honest there's not something more noble about doing it for black market organs that you've stolen off homeless people. <laughs> Doing it just for because a drugs company paid you a million pounds, that's a bit seedy, isn't it? Mm. But, yeah, I mean, that's unethical. Yeah, stealing a, a drug addict's um, organs in return for a, a bag of drugs, that's that's more kind of Robin Hood stuff. I oh, think. yeah, definitely. Mm. So, Dan, what do you reckon Adam's loft hatch is made out of? Well, I can't see it, so I don't really know. Well, no, but have a guess. Solid gold? Why would it be made out of... Fucking hell. But I'm not even playing this game anymore, Dan. You've you ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh, yeah, do you still have a loft, Adam? Sorry? I, do you still have a loft? I thought your entire house had fallen down or had to be sold or something. Uh, I was following well, your Twitter. And apparently, oh. your entire house is broken. Yes, well... It's made out of plastic. Well, that's... Not the entire house. That's the loft hatch. Why would you have a plastic loft hatch? I don't know. Blame the people who lived in the house before me. But that's not even a thing. Well, clearly it is. Is it just a dustbin lid or something they've shoved up there? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, no, my uh, my garage roof um, collapsed and my uh, stopped working. Nice. But the house itself is okay. Okay. So you and Graham sort of huddled around a, a roaring fire to keep warm? No, he, I insisted he had the boiler fixed at uh, his own expense before I came here. Fair enough. It's good call. Yeah. I have, uh, I have very stringent demands. Mm. So you should... Don't say yourself short. You know when uh, you suck air into your bum when you've done a fart? Isn't that weird? Adam, what the hell is he talking about? I think you made it quite clear. I can't be the only person who has done that. If you are, like, lying on your back on your bed and you have your legs up in the air, if you get your bum just at the right angle, you can do a fart and then it will suck air back into your bum. But the air is cold and it's really weird. I... You spent a lot of time doing this. Uh, not for years, but something reminded me of it. I think it just a gust of wind made my <laughs> anus a little bit chilly, and it just reminded <laughs> me. And uh, I thought, yeah. And I know for a fact I'm not the only person because I've had a conversation with. I think it might have been our friend Will from school, who also knew of this magic trick. But I bet there's a subreddit dedicated to this. <laughs> yeah, no Graham, question. If this conversation ends up in "Show me on the doll where he touched you." I'm quitting. No, there's nothing. There's nothing seedy about it. It's just if you happen to get yourself into... Next time you need to do a fart, 
lie on your back in your bed, put your legs like up in the air, and you know, like if you sort of curl your background, so you're sort of lifting your pelvis off the bed as well. You know the kind of thing I mean. And then you sort of get. I wish I didn't. But you do, and you can get to a position where when you do a fart, air will come back. I don't know how. It must be to do with the way the diaphragm is positioned that it's it's not relaxing, I guess. But um, yeah, give it a try, kids. I might. Excellent. I'm I'm mm. I'm glad we had this talk. Excellent. Um, now. You know how we are all young, attractive, and successful individuals? I am certainly almost one of those things, yes. Excellent. I'm, I'm young-ish. Yeah. Well, I would like to depress you slightly. Oh, cool, thanks. Uh, by telling you uh, about a 15-year-old mm -hmm. called Samail, who is a... Pakistani who has moved to the US and this week won $250,000 playing video games. I've still got more pubes than him. <laughs> Success is measured in pubes. And that's just a fact. Well, by that standard, okay, you're yeah. very successful. So I'm happy with my lot. Um, but also, yeah. presumably, if he plays enough video games to earn $250,000 doing so, no one else is ever going to see his pubes. Well, yes, but he's just won $250,000. No, I've got 250000 views. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 you know, I, I think at the point that you're, you know, you're winning that kind of money at 15, um, you're if not going to have a lot of trouble attracting attention. If I had been given a quarter of a million dollars when I was 15, it would have been a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no <laughs> question. It would have been catastrophic. I'm glad I didn't win that much money when I was 15. Even if I won that now, it would be a fucking mess. <laughs> That's very true. Um, but it does just make me feel slightly like I was born like 15 years too early. And that if it had been. Well, but you see, I don't mind this because I'm quite happy that I grew up in the area, in the era, where I could play video games. I wouldn't be very cool, but it wouldn't matter that I was shit at them. If suddenly every, every other fucker is playing video games and someone else is earning 250000 while my mum is going, why aren't you playing video games better? That would be awful. Yeah, you don't want the parental pressure making you do it better. I don't do know. You? I think at the moment it's at the moment it's just it's kind of in the right place where it's still like obscure enough that you're unlikely to get a lot of you know people. Who are, oh, why why aren't you winning millions of dollars playing games? But it's kind of it's it's popular enough that that kind of money is now available. Uh, I do now feel uncomfortably like some kind of video game hipster who's really upset. You were doing it before it was getting popular. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I just had a really funny image of um, Graham at age eighty-five winning two hundred fifty thousand dollars and going on some mad drunken bender across Leeds. It'd be a fucking mess. Whatever I age, I won that much money out. It's just yeah. It's best I don't. Just so long as you call me when you do, so I can come and watch and participate. Yeah, I'm not going to buy you any drinks, but you can watch That's me. Fine. Them. Yeah, I can live with that. So the moral of the story is: if you've got children, get them playing games now. Make sure, obviously, they're games that will be competitive and will become esports, because there's a fuck ton of money in it. Um, so StarCraft. Well, this case Dota Two, but yeah, StarCraft, Dota Two, League of Legends. Like Ugh. you're talking million, million. You know, the the prize pool for this, which is the Dota Asian Championships, was like three three million dollars. The prize pool. Yeah, but you have to play Dota. 
True, but he did, and he won quarter of a million quid doing it. So, mm. yeah. how much money do you think is in Peppa Pig's holiday game on the iPad? I'm going to guess not quarter of a million quid. Okay, what about Peppa Pig's sports day game? Can you play it competitively? Yeah, up to four people could play that game. Well, then, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some money in it. You just need mm. to find find an organisation that's running a Peppa Pig tournament. You and me can have a go now. I'll get it, I'll get it loaded up on uh, Dan Phil. Dan what? Phil. Oh, right, shit. I'm loading um, Peppa Pig app. Phil. So, I don't get Peppa Pig, because obviously I don't have children. You don't have children, it's amazing. I don't particularly like children, with certain exceptions, but Peppa Pig is fucking everywhere, and I hate it. That's yeah, alright. Play, choose a named slot. Oh, I need to set up a profile. I'll use his profile, she won't know, it's fine. She'll never listen to this shite. <laughs> right, uh, what do we want to play? It's the obstacle race. Right, who do you want to be? I'm going to be um, Pedro Pony. I have no idea who any of these characters are. Well, that's Danny Dog, that's Rebecca Rabbit, that's Zoe Zebra, Susie Sheep, Peppa Pig, George Pig, and Richard Rabbit. Uh, I will play the dog. Oh, good choice. Right, now, as I understand it, the object of this is to just press... Okay, well, she's starting the race. I think we just press the button to make them run. Oh, oh no, that makes him jump. jump. Oh no, that's insane. Right, jump! Yeah, you little fucker. He jumped over the thing. Um, no! Oh, I jump! Yeah, up. man! Oh, I'm winning. Catch up! Catch up! Yeah, I'm winning! Oh no, you caught right up. Hey, I jumped oh, over the thing. Oh, the rubber banding on this fucker's a nightmare. It's worse than Mario Kart. <laughs> Booyah! I'm the winner! The Fucking blue shells. I got hmm. a cup. Oh, I want a sticker for Izzy. She's going to love me. So, yeah, I give this game 5 out of 5. That's my review of uh, computer games this week. Cool. It's better than normal review material. Graham is a millionaire as a consequence of playing. That's bound to be available competitively. Of course. Everyone loves Peppa Pig, apparently. Exactly. Has anyone ever done a wank in space? Enough people have now been in space that I Some guarantee is... A... Yeah. I Could would... you have to be in space for, like, a year at a time? I would go so far as to say that I reckon every man who has been into space has had a wank. So let's pose a more interesting question. How many women have wanked in space? Women are more civilised, they wouldn't. Well, how many how many women have there been? Helen Sharman. That's yeah, it. I think there have been a couple yeah. on the International Space Station. But it's got to, that's the kind of thing you've got to be very careful with in space. Well, you have to be pretty careful with everything in space, sooner or later. I mean, what are you going to break by cracking one off? It's not the breaking something I'd be worried about. This is again the spaff in the console. Well, it's just it's just having it floating around oh, yeah, the module. Oh, every, every time socks and stuff. Every time you felt anything on the back of your head, oh no. Yeah, okay, that that would be pretty awkward. Yeah, and, you know, you've seen the videos where they get like a little ball of water and just like you know play with it with a straw and it kind of goes mm. up into little blobs and floats around everywhere. As soon as SpaceX True. is um, commercially viable. There will be a porn film made in space. Well, they've already done zero gravity pornography. Well, the, Have they? Yeah, the vomit comet. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Was just, it in any way watchable? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just know that it was done. Yeah, that's not a surprise at all. Um, no. But a zero g cum shot is going to be. It's going to be a bit weird, let's face Wonderful. it. Presumably, they will have to do it with the Blue Danube playing in the background. Yeah. As it kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. You do that, Dave. <laughs> um, 
Open the pod, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> <don't laughs> bitch. It is. Uh, but, and I bet every single astronaut who has done it has like, thought, bet I'm the first person to have a wank in space. And then they got back to Earth and they sort of told someone when they were drunk one night. It's like, no, Armstrong did it. Aldrin did it. The fucking yeah. monkey they sent up did it. Every- <laughs> He's probably doing the whole way up and back down again. I don't think you could. Presumably, like, if you're wearing a spacesuit, you could, like, pull your arm up inside and get I don't it. think you can, because I think, like, it's quite... No, the it space be. is quite structured. I don't think you'd be able to get your arm... Mm. I know it's like... Yeah, be a challenge. Buzz, you've put your... You put your spacesuit on wrong. You've got your arm inside. It's not in the sleeve. You've got it inside the buzz. What? You, fuck off, Neil. Fuck off. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, just yeah, let's go out again. Again, again you'd have, like you would be in, stuck inside the suit with you. Yeah. There's enough gravity on the moon that it would end up around your feet. <laughs> I'm not sure that's an improvement. <laughs> that's where it always ends up for any of us. You said with damp socks in a spacesuit. Yeah. I assume they wear socks in spacesuits. Probably a sock over the end of the knob so they don't get stuck everywhere. Hmm. That's a sensible approach. Well, isn't yeah, but hmm. uh, I, I bet you this is the sort of thing NASA has document has documents on for like contingency plans for how to deal with because they've they've got them for all kinds of, like all kinds of implausible events like you know how do we deal with any kind of thing that might come up while our astronauts are in space and obviously hmm. we need to have something prepared because we can't just necessarily think on our feet because it could be critical. Hmm. So there will be a document somewhere at NASA. This is a step-by-step process for dealing with astronauts who have decided to have wank in space. I bet all of the electronics in the International Space Station are jizz-proof. <laughs> oh, they're just completely <laughs> plastered in it. Yeah. Oh, we need to bring up another console for the space station. <laughs> Dimitri has got mayonnaise in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Do you know how many people there are in space at the moment? I do not. Six. I didn't even look that up. I just knew that. How? Because well, I looked it up last week. Oh, fair enough. Makes more sense. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that people are alive in space and just like, I don't know, probably just like... Floating around out there right now. Thinking, oh, I'm mm. bored. Imagine, we've come so far that people could be bored in space. That's amazing. That is true. Is. Incredible. I bet the novelty of being spa- in space has worn off by the end of the second day. I, don't know, I, heard an, a, I heard an interview with um such a nightmare with Chris doing Redfield a shit. saying that like the the one thing that never gets old is watching the Earth from yeah, space. He's got to say that because he's in a very privileged position. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think genuinely, like just like watching things like kind of the sunrise over the Earth and that sort of thing, that is the kind of thing you could just sit and watch and bang one out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, whereas, yeah, I think the rest of stuff. I mean, most of it, it's all. They're up there doing experiments. That's why they're there, really, is to do a load of, you know, mm. tests and, like, see what happens with different things. Space growing plants in space and that sort of thing so that eventually, obviously, we can we can go and live in space. You know, go and terraform yeah. Mars or whatever. And and then we can reenact Total Recall. Well, that would be nice. Everyone wants to reenact Total Recall. Yeah, Total Recall. The original, obviously. Mm. It's, it's actually not very good. No, it's not. No. It's like a lot of movies from the 80s. It's it gets by on the fact that it was kind of a cheesy eighties movie, yeah, and mm. slight nostalgia for it. But a lot of them were quite bad. When the remake came out, I thought I'll go back and watch the original again because I really liked it. It was a good film, and I was surprised at 
how bad I thought it was. But then the remake was pretty good. Yeah, quite liked it. A lot of those just don't hold up particularly well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's right. The only bad thing was he'd never said, "Consider this a divorce." Mm. Running Man, that holds up. That's, Running Man that's is, is one of the few that does. That's still really good. Yeah, and that's uh, mm. twenty seventeen, I think. So yeah, it's not far. Fuck not hoverboards. Far I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Death games. Mm. And we're sort of halfway there with Big Brother, aren't we? We just need to the death. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone died on TV? Yes, the there was um, or like the as in, person on Noel's house party that kind well, of wasn't was the, team, was the show that Noel he did before that. What? Who, um, who died? Uh, you know they used to like do stunts and dunk people. Yeah, and stuff. Noel Edmonds did a show before Noel's house party. It was basically like a stunt thing, and there was a guy that died. Saturday Swap Shop. No, it was after that. Oh. All right, wicked. Did they show it? No. Oh. So has anyone actually died on TV in live on television? Uh, oh, Phil Hughes, who the cricket guy. He didn't die on. He didn't die on television though. He died like, well, in the hospital. He was pretty much dead when he hit the ground. Well, yeah, but it's not quite the same thing. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Like, there must have been instances because there's enough live television that it must have happened. Yeah, live mm, TV is on a. But Which you wouldn't necessarily know though, that yeah. they would have died in time to dump it, would you? No, exactly. There have been a couple of cases of footballers who have... There was that footballer um, who basically had a heart attack on the pitch and died. Um, that wasn't... Yeah, that's true. But then he came back from his death, didn't he? No, there was yeah. another one in Spain that died. Yeah, but then there were all kinds of arguments with the FA as to whether or not they could actually continue to play him because technically his contract was terminated on death. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> very, very tricky in the league rankling. Right? I think they're still trying to sort it out. I mean, if I had just had a heart attack on a football pitch... I wouldn't be in a hurry to start playing again anyway. No, you, I mean, you'd want to be on the bench maybe, but you don't want to yeah. start the match. I think, look, can I, I'll hand out the bottles of Gatorade or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ease yourself back in. I prefer not to play, thanks. I don't want to die. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's understandable. I got pwned by a Welsh girl. Oh, do tell. Well, I thought I'd be quite funny. Uh, so, did you see this story? Um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, of a guy in Wales who um, went into Tesco's and he was having a go on the iPads and uh, he put some filth on it, as you do. He uploaded from his phone, he must have used AirDrop or something, um, to drop a photo of a dick going into a fanny. Right, okay. Which is fair enough. So then he went to prison. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, he he went to court and he, he got bollocked for it. And his name was Kerry Morgan. So I mm. went on Twitter and I searched for Kerry Morgan and <laughs> I found um, a young girl, I don't know, 18 or so. These kind of stories never end well. Yeah, so this this 40-year-old man, uh, I thought, <laughs> I, I might have some fun winding her up. Um, so I sent her a message saying, why did you put porn on an iPad in Tesco? Kids could have seen that. What were you thinking? You disgust me. Thinking that she would then come back with something which I could then wind her up with. And I just thought I'd have some fun trolling. But um, first she blocked me. <laughs> She's fair enough. Yeah. And then um, she came back with a tweet that I've, I couldn't come back from. And so I just left it. Uh, she sent me a message saying, do I look like a 40-year-old male to you? Maybe check your tweeting the right person first, you absolute clown. <laughs> and I thought, well... That shut me down, that. Yeah, I can't really... Fair point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't really remember yeah. from that. Um, 
Fair enough, yeah. So um, she got the upper hand on me quite easily. But oh. yeah, the, a man put some porn on an iPad. No one saw it, but security saw him. Fiddling with it. And then in, like some fucking jobs were a security guard. Instead of saying, uh, it's really funny, there's a dick in a fanny. <laughs> called the police. <laughs> who then came and arrested him and said, and he was charged under some like sex crime act or something. So he's probably now going to the sex offenders register for life. I think so, yeah. It's Just because happens. he put a dick on an iPad that no one saw. Mm. Bullshit. The moral of the story is don't get caught putting pictures of dicks on iPads and Tesco's. Go to Asda because they won't give a fuck. Exactly. They've got <laughs> things to worry about. I was some. This was just a thought that I had on the way home from work the other day. I don't know what brought it up. I think it was a podcast I was listening to. But you know how in like TV, films, games, etc., the, the typical thing is there's always some event that occurs and it's usually some kind of conspiracy, like it's a shadowy government agency or a private military contractor or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this already exists because I, I think like someone must have done this already, but I can't think of any examples. So you've got your scenario where your hero, you know, whatever, goes and he's, he meets the person who tells them, you know, like, this is all this this government conspiracy and, you know, the shadowy agencies working with these people to, you know, infect the population with some kind of sex virus or whatever it happens to be. And the person goes and starts investigating and, like, probably kills a bunch of, like, you know, government employees and breaks into a secure facility to steal some documents. And it turns out the bloke they were talking to is just completely delusional. There's no conspiracy at all. Yeah, no, you don't see that much, do you? I, I, like, surely it must have been a thing that somebody's done, and yet I can't think of anyone that's kind of done that, where it's just like, no, it turns out no conspiracy at all. Actually, like, the government's too incompetent to organise some kind of global conspiracy to kill people, and uh, you've just gone and, like, murdered a bunch of people and, and broken into some buildings for no reason whatsoever because you believed a guy who was clearly mentally unstable, but who you thought must have, you know, known what was going on because all the people who crack these conspiracies are slightly mentally unstable. Um, have you seen Defendor? I haven't. That's I've seen on a similar vein. It's um, Woody Harrelson like becomes a superhero, and <clears throat> you sort of expect it to be sort of like a kick-ass or super thing of you know a madcap comedy, and it sort of mm. starts out that way, and it's quite funny, and then it just becomes quite a moving film about somebody with some very serious mental health problems who genuinely believes he is this uh, superhero called Defendor. And it's a really, really good film. But it's, yeah, same it's sort a of thing. similar kind of Somebody thing. who thinks he's a superhero, but actually, no, it turns out he's just mentally ill. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking, it, 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 it just kind of came to me while I, I was listening to someone discussing a plot for, I think it was, what was it? It was some game they were discussing the plot. Oh, that was, it was um, Dying Light, which is a new zombie yeah. thing. And it's like, again, like evil government conspiracy. Like, you've got to try and, you've got, and, and they were pointing out, like, as is always the case in these things, you are poised. The protagonist is always is always positioned as like an employee of this government agency who then suddenly realizes that actually they're being ordered to do all these terrible things. And it's like it takes you this long to realize you're being ordered. To, like presumably you've worked for this government agency for years, and what this is the first time that they've told you to like go and murder a bunch of people and like mm. do all these terrible things. Um, but either way, it's like you know this is evil conspiracy, and you've got to get to the bottom of it. And I thought it'd just be great if like. 
you got to the end and it turns out there was no conspiracy at all and you're now like just wanted by everyone on the planet because you've just murdered mm. a bunch of people and committed all these crimes and there isn't any grand conspiracy to uncover and save the world at the end of it. It's just your mates telling you to kill people over Skype yeah. on a Thursday evening, Daniel. <laughs> and I sort of, not like Miami, but a, a sort of a slightly tangential thing where like you are literally just doing these murders based on random answer phone messages that you receive. And there's like there's no there's no like elaboration as to who's leaving them or what the purpose is. They just you get an answer phone message that says go kill these guys, and so you go out and do. There are certain people that if they ask me to kill someone, I'd just do it. Like if uh, Chris Hemsworth phoned me up, and well, yeah, he'd probably have to do it in person. But like if he said you have to kill this guy, yeah, I'd probably do it. Fair enough. It's good to know your limits. To know how you do it. For a certain amount of money, everyone's got a price that they would basically do anything. And killing another yeah. person would be fairly high, but... You'd hope so. Yeah. You know, for 50 grand, probably take someone out. Everyone's, everyone's going to die at some point, aren't they? So yeah, try, yeah. I might as well have a new car. And uh, yeah, right. But I think, you know, if, if, if Sylvester Sloan asked me to kill somebody, I wouldn't do it. Cause no, that'd be silly. So... Why is he in a bread advert? I don't know. What? Have you seen that? You know Warburton's, the family bread company, that like their whole advert thing was, Are you Jonathan Warburton? And you go, yeah, I'm Jonathan Warburton. I make bread. All my family made bread. We fucking love bread. Their new advert has got Sylvester Sloan in it in like army gear. That's a bit weird. Mm. I think it's a bit like that. I think it's just one of those things where somebody pays enough money as a marketing budget and they get celebrity in to do the, like, did you hear the, the, the Sky adverts uh, Sky Broadband adverts they're running a little while back with all the Toy Story characters in yeah and it's like all I can think of when I hear those is who the fuck at Pixar thought it was a good idea to take money to associate their well loved characters with fucking Sky Broadband uh, Sky commissioned some Toy Story shorts Though, which I, I imagine that was part of that deal. Yeah, but still, it's still, it, yeah, it's still it's like, much it better. Because it all it does is make me feel like yeah. I, I really hate this advert because yeah. it's just so horrible. But like, the, the Sky advert that had Bruce Willis in it, you think, well, yeah, I mean, Sky, they've got the budget to be able to afford Bruce Willis in an advert. How the fuck mm. Warburton's got enough money to afford Sylvester Stallone? A lot of money in bread. Not that much, though. What are they putting in the bread? Well, Warburton's owned by like Unilever or something. I don't know. To be fair, I don't know. Everything's what, I don't know what Sylvester Stone charges to appear now. But he's on. He a might re- be very reasonable. But he's on a resurgence. He's gonna. He's not gonna come cheap, is he? Like before the Expendables, he might have, or probably even before the, the newer Rocky film, because that was mm. sort of his big comeback, wasn't it? And now he's. But now he's. You know, he's right up the list again, isn't he? How the, how Did you know? that Warburton's products are the second best-selling food and drink brand in the UK after Coca-Cola. I do now. Fuck off. No, they're not. Apparently, well, okay, this is Wikipedia, so obviously it could well be bought. No one buys Warburton's. Dan, what bread do you buy? Um, I don't, to be honest. What bread do you eat? You know, the bakery stuff from whichever supermarket I'm at. You punts. What bread do you buy? Hogus, mostly. Yeah, I buy Kingsmill. No one buys Warburton's. Warburton's is the most popular bread in Lancashire, with 45% of the market share. No, it's not. Okay, it is Wikipedia, so it is almost certainly bollocks, but... No one buys Warburton's, it's a weird... Because it comes in, like, um, weird wrapping paper. 
Like it's wrapped up like a yeah. present. Like, fuck off, Warburton, wrapping your bread up like a present. There's nothing exciting or surprising about bread. Well, apparently, they seem to be doing pretty well. Well, it's best alone. Quite surprising. Mm. The, real question, the real question is, how many people are motivated to change the brand of bread that they buy at the supermarket because of an advert they saw on TV with Sylvester Sloan? The thing about Warburton's, it's not even the cheapest. I, I will flip between Kingsmill and Hovis, just whichever one is on offer when I go into Asda. Mm. But Warburton's is always more expensive than them. It's their margin. That's what they're doing. That's the fucker's game. It's their margin. Well, they obviously, they're obviously playing on the, the premium end of the bread market. There isn't a premium end on the bread market. Croissants, that's the premium end of the bread no, market. No, you go to Sainsbury's and they have all their fucking artisanal bread. Yeah, but that's Warburton's aren't doing that. They're just bread. Well, yeah, but there's obviously there's going to be that, that gap in between. Like, your, your regular, everyday eating bread. People who think and they're you, you too don't want, good you, for You don't homeless. want your, your, like, your poncy hipster bread, but like you want something that is a little bit... You know, you've got some friends around, you want to give them some high-class toast. You don't just want to give them, like, Hovis. Mm. You want to make it look like you've put that bit of extra effort in. Go with the Warburton's. No, you'd go with Waitrose own brand stuff if you're doing that. Yeah, no one can afford Waitrose own brand stuff. It's the like, you know, bread equivalent of that stupid cable. What was the um, fact here? It's the second biggest selling food product. Food or drink pro- food and drink product in the UK behind Coke. That's impossible. It is Wikipedia. I'm not I'm not standing by my source here. Is there a citation for that fact? There is a citation. It is Tether, Daniel, 8th of April 2010, some article in The Guardian. Oh, well, it's got to be true. Probably. What about Cadbury's? Cadbury's is, in fact, one of the brands that it says it's more famous than, along with Walker's. About Cathedral City? No, no one cares about Cathedral City. No, no one cares about Cathedral City. Yeah, it's the most popular bread in Lancashire. Um, it's 24% of the UK bread market. So how it, how can it be the second biggest food product when it's not even got a quarter of the share of the bread market? Because the bread market spread amongst lots of other... So it says, Warburton's bread is the most popular bread in the United Kingdom, ahead of rivals Kingsmill and Hovis. Overall, Warburton's products, not just bread, Warburton's products right. are the second best-selling food and drink brand in the UK after Coca-Cola, ahead of such brands as Cabbage and Walker's. So, like I said, it's not just the bread, it's they're all of yeah. their bready products and associated stuff. That has genuinely amazed me, that. Yeah. So, they make bread rolls, bakery snacks, including crumpets and potato cakes, gluten free, app, and Weight Watchers. Mm. That's uh, why Warburton's make Weight Watchers. The devious little bastards. Warburton's staple products include the orange wrapped toasty loaf, the blue wrapped medium loaf, and the green wrapped thickest loaf. All of which are wrapped in wax paper. What is toasty bread? What's is it? Just it's more squarer. I think so. I think it's designed for toasting. I've never had problems with the shape of bread no. when I'm toasting it. No, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that comes very often. Hmm. Well, now that we've established that Warburton's is considerably more successful than we thought, that explains why they can afford uh, Sylvester Sloan. Oh, good luck to them. Yeah. I hmm. know. Because that bullshit marketing campaign about it being a little family company, that completely suckered me in. Yeah, it's clearly... Apparently it still is. It's not little. Obviously. Yeah, it's, it's clearly complete lies that it's a little company. Hmm. Oh, well. Well, I don't think I can recover from that, so this might be the end of the podcast. I, th- I think it's for the best. <laughs> you have been dealt a crippling blow. I can't get my head around that. 
You know that um, Danny Dyer, when he went to find UFOs to see if they were real, and he got shown a grainy video on YouTube of somebody holding up a very obviously fake um, alien head in the background of a window. Yes. And then he was like, oh, I can't get my head around that. Oh, that's just fucking... What? That's genuinely how I feel about Warburton's being the second biggest food and drink brand. I've got to check out. I'm I'm out of this. You can can carry on, but I'm out. With that, I, I think we're done. Oh, oh, we had some listener feedback. We'll do this as the um, little extra bit after. You know the... Well, this is the, like, special um, podcast extra. It's not on it. The whole thing is just a podcast. Anyway, uh, we had some listener feedback. Who says Mm. he thinks that I am the most gifted English playwright since William Shakespeare and the casting was sublime. What a stroke of genius to get international gay icon Dan the Polar Bear Mercer to play three <laughs> heterosexual characters. And that was from your brother or your dad? No, that was from Christopher in Dorset. Uh, Thank you, Christopher. And uh, My second guess. Keep listening. And if anyone has got um, any feedback that they'd like to send us, they can text us on our number 07786. Would you like to go on, Adam? <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. 